Fred Rice Jr. was Chicago's first permanent African-American police superintendent. Chicago's first African-American mayor, Harold Washington, appointed Rice to the position in 1983. As Chicago's top cop, Rice worked to integrate CPD and was instrumental in the hiring and promotion of a number of black and female officers. WBEZ's Lisa Labas talked with Chicago historian Sherman Dilla Thomas about Fred Rice Jr. and his history-making tenure as head of Chicago police. What led Fred Rice Jr. to the police force? Well, like everybody else, he was just really looking for a better job. He came home from the Korean War. He worked for the post office and he was applying for all kind of civil servant positions, firemen. Um, but the Chicago Park District Police Department called him first. So, I mean, he he never was like a lifelong I want to be a police officer kind of a person. That's so funny that you asked that question. Uh, He famously spoke about that. He had so many siblings and he was from a poor family, but they didn't really have time to think about what they wanted to do. They all kind of had part time jobs most of their lives to help the family. So he just always thought in terms of getting a better job. So then he's in the police force for a while and Harold Washington winds up appointing him to be police superintendent. And that's in 1983. How did how did that happen? A very Chicago manner of of coincidences, right? Um, So Mayor Harold Washington ran against Jane Byrne for mayor. And, you know, she was white. He was black. A lot of the top white brass at the time publicly in uniform was campaigning for Jane Byrne. And so it kind of really left Harold Washington with no choice. choice. He was, uh, at the time, maybe the third or fourth ranking police officer. The two above him had already staked their claims for other candidates. And so uh, that that didn't bode well for a police chief. And so uh, he had some relationships with the community, but Harold Washington ultimately chose him because he was the only police commander that didn't get political during the election. What did the police force look like at this time? I mean, I'm guessing black officers are on the black side, white officers on the white side. What did it look like? Uh, that's very much how the Chicago Police Department looked in the late 70s, early 80s. And in his particular uh, case, though, he was commander of what was formerly the Maxwell Police District. Uh, that's famously where they shot Hill Street Blues. Right mm-hmm. now, it's the headquarters for the university uh, for UIC's police district. Uh, but that so that area, the Maxwell Street area was Chicago's only true integrated area. I think that's what served him best. He had an understanding of uh Chicago as a whole from that job. So so he's appointed to the job by the mayor. What did the white officers think about that at the time? Oh, well, they definitely didn't like that. One of the first things he did uh, once he was appointed and uh, sanctioned by the city council was he started to break up a lot of the segregated uh, police um, I would say like commands, right? Maybe the burglary burglary division was all white. Maybe the narcotics division was all black. So he started to mix it up to, to truly make the police department reflect what the city looked like. Uh, they took it hard. L- later in his career, he started to be sued by officers who, who didn't like those changes. So he tried to integrate some of that. What else did he do? Well, one thing he did was he tangled with the alderman, which is uh, always a scary proposition here in Chicago. All of the aldermen had police bodyguards, you know, and 
mostly none of them needed them, right? None of them were in any more danger than anyone else here in the city. And so he pulled those bodyguard details. As a matter of fact, uh, Ed Burke and uh, McDoliak uh, took them all the way to court to keep their bodyguards. Uh, I think they're one of or two of maybe five that actually still keep them, but most of the agencies lost their uh, bodyguards detail. So then what do you think the enduring legacy of Superintendent Rice is in the department today? I think Superintendent Rice's legacy in the police department is one of inclusion. During his tenure as superintendent, Chicago police saw the most African-Americans uh, promoted in the department to positions like lieutenant, captain, sergeant. Chicago Police Department also hired the most women it ever has hired during his tenure, and those women were promoted. And his legacy overall is inclusive in the city. His daughter became a judge, and she's one of the first same-sex advocates in the state's history. That's Sherman Dilla Thomas. We've been talking about Fred Rice Jr., Chicago's first African-American police superintendent. Thanks, Dilla. Thank you.